Welcome back to Jawing About the G-Man. I am Joe McGuire along with Sean Scanlon. Not a good week for the Giants. Dak Prescott, five touchdowns. The Cowboys routed the Giants for a second time this year, 49-17, to their 12th straight home win. Giants uh, got crushed 40 to nothing in the season opener. That 72-point margin was the largest in a sweep of an NFC East opponent since they beat Philadelphia by 66 points in 1969. Meanwhile, the Giants outgained 368 to 27 with Tommy DeVito running the show about about what we expected. Yeah, so that's not good, right? No, uh, terrible, terrible. Yeah. I mean, th- this Giants team is awful, Sean. They're not good. Um, it's not fun to watch. Um, I said it last week, but there are just so many better games on. And uh, But I, I'm a sicko. I'm a Giants fan, unfortunately. Stuck with them for life. So it's another long season that you got to sit through. Um, really, at this point, you're just hoping for some of the young players um, to watch some progress from them. Some players on the defense like Deontay Banks, Kayvon, uh, hoping that Dexter is still playing well. But, yeah, I mean, this offense can't do anything. It's, um, it's similar to what happened in, at the end of 2021. Uh, when Daniel Jones got hurt, when we were watching Jake Fromm and, and Mike Lennon, uh, the end of the Joe Judge era, which just wasn't great. So, um, yeah, really just looking for development out of the young players. I really don't think there's a chance that we're going to win another game this year. I'd be shocked if we do, even with the schedule being pretty light. Um, so, yeah, Giants fan just got to uh, hang in there tough, um, try and hope for number number one or number two pick, which I think won't be hard to do. Um, and, yeah. That's, I mean, I, I think we have a good shot at the number one pick. I think that the Panthers have a better shot of winning games down the stretch um, than we do with the offense that we have in place right now. Yeah. Uh, it would almost it would almost be unfortunate, I think, at this point, if the Giants ran into a win. But, yeah, it's extremely difficult at this point. This offense is tough to watch. It's just not enjoyable. Uh and you sort of feel bad for the defense, you know, I mean, they're just always on the field. They're never in a good place on the bright side. I mean, there has been, I think some player development. I mean, I think Deontay Banks is fantastic. I I think this is going to be a guy who's going to be a difference maker for this defense for a long time. Thibodeau has really come on and, hasn't quite lived up to what he's supposed to be, but we're starting to see more and more glimpses of it. But, uh, you know, going into this season, I think we felt like the Giants had sort of closed the gap a little bit. Talent-wise, not even close. Especially when you look at them compared to to the Cowboys and the Eagles. Yeah, they're they're in a complete other class. It's we probably took a step back from last season, honestly. Um, I mean, at least the Cowboys games last year, uh, we lost both, but they're at least competitive in both of those games. Uh, we had a lead late in the fourth quarter in that first game last year, and then Thanksgiving, um, we were in it up until the fourth quarter, and um, the Eagles blew us out. But I, that's, I mean, it's not going to be pretty when we play the Eagles late in December too. Hopefully by week eighteen, the last game we play them, uh, they're sitting everyone, which will still probably get blown out. Uh, by 20 by their backups. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, you said it. It's it's about these young guys, and it's it's not even just those uh, high draft picks like Banks and Thibodeau. Um, there's some other good young players that got drafted a little bit later that have been showing signs of promise. Um, guys like Micah McFadden, who's really stepped up this year um, he's, inside line. He's, he, he's the MVP of this defense. Yeah, him, him and O'Kara here. He's really. been great. Yeah, he's been great all year. Even, you know, early in the year when O'Karake wasn't doing jack, McFadden was making. I remember in the, in the 49ers game, it was like, dude, how good is this guy? And how come he didn't get, he didn't get any, any kind of love? But he's been, I think, their most consistent player all year. Definitely. And inside linebacker has been a question for this team for probably a decade now. And finally, I mean, we paid big money to bring O'Karake in. He's, he's been really solid. And then Mikey McFadden, who... We got in the fifth round, I believe, um, to find a guy like that in, in day three, um, who I think could be a piece here for a long time, is definitely huge. And then you, you got other guys like Cordell Flott, who's been a little bit up and down, um, but for a third round pick, he can definitely be your slot corner for years to come. Uh, Jason Pinnock, who we claimed off waivers from the Jets, didn't even have to give up any compensation to get him. Um, he's been really solid. I, I think that he could be a safety here for a long time, uh, especially with I, I don't think Xavier McKinney's coming back after. Just some of the comments he's made this year about Wink Martindale um, not, you know, speaking to the media after games and his play. I mean, he's been fine, but it's nothing like he has been in the past couple of years. So I think Pinnock's another guy that, that you can keep. So that's I mean, that's that's all we have to sell ourselves on right now, really. You know what? You know, what kills me, too. Like and, and this is sort of been the way of the Giants. I think I told you this is like a, two years ago. I had, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a card collector. And so I went and I picked up, uh, Odell Beckham. This is literally like days before the trade, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Xavier McKinney. No, McKinney wasn't there yet. Uh, Collins. What was the safety? Landon Collins. And I thought to myself, these guys are going to be here for a million years. These are the guys I want. These guys will join my football card collection. And I mean, within days of that card, I don't even know if the card showed up by the time Odell was out of town. Landon Collins gone. Daniel Jones will be gone soon. Saquon, I saw his comments this week. He's at a crossroads. Like, this has been... This has been a disappointing run as far as, you know, the Giants have had some talented players and just haven't done anything and haven't really done right by the players. I think that's the other big thing. No, I, I don't blame Saquon's comments at all. I mean, it's obviously, you know, they, they gave him the franchise tag, but to give this guy so many carries every year, and especially when he's been battling injuries through all these years too, um, pretty much for, to have your offense rely on him completely and then to lowball him once he gets to negotiations and pretty much just wait for him to get to the age of 27, 28 so he can get all the tread off the tires and then pretty much just kick him kick him to the road, which I think is what's going to happen. It's unfair to Saquon because he said it since day one. He wants to be a New York Giant for life and he wants to create um, create a legacy here. And it's because of guys like you know Barry Sanders, who he idolized, that he wants to be with that one team for the rest of his career. And they're, they're not doing him any favors. His offensive line has been terrible the whole time. Um, Daniel Jones has had obviously, you know, some good stretches, but he's definitely not the best quarterback in the league and they never really have any great receivers to throw to. So they have to rely on this run game. So 
It's it's fair to it's unfair to Saquon. Um, they rely on him for three hundred carries Sean, a year, and they can't even give him. You know, what would you, what would you say to those fans who, in response to what you just said, would be like, "Yeah, but the guy's always hurt." It's. I mean, there's a reason that he's always hurt. Um, right, and it's because the, this offensive line has been terrible for years, and that's and every team that are, uh, we go against, their defense knows that we're going gonna to be running the ball 25 to 30 times a game. They can just load the box, put eight guys in there because they know that we got guys like Tommy DeVito who have no shot of throwing the ball downfield. So it's it's been a disservice to him the whole time when Saquon's been nothing good but good to this team. Um, so, yeah, it, it sucks for Saquon. I hope he goes to a, another team and has success there because uh, the Giants, the way this organization has been run um, – Pretty much since Tom Coughlin left, it's we've been a dumpster fire, um, and it's it's unfair to him. And I think that he doesn't deserve that. And I think that he deserves to play for a contending team, which I hope he does because it, we we don't deserve him here in New York right now. Yeah, well, you're 100 percent right. Um, in Week 11, there's a lot of good games. We'll talk about those in a minute. Let's just get this nonsense out of the way now. The Giants go to Washington, having lost at home 14 to seven back when there were winnable games on this schedule and this team just found ways to not win games. I assume that will continue with Washington. I don't, I'm not a big Howell fan. You think he's the right guy Uh, that said, and where the giants are now, Washington's a nine and a half point favorite in this game. Again, it was a close game last time these, these two teams met. Uh, nine and a half fair, or do you see this being a blowout? It's like a like a twenty four to six blowout. I I think nine and a half is fair. I would uh, if I were to bet on the Giants for a spread in a game the rest of the year, this might be one of them. Uh, I mean, depending on the lines coming up, but I don't know. It's I mean, we've owned Washington forever now, uh, especially since Daniel Jones has been here. And I, obviously I know he's not playing, but just in that era and the Washington defense, isn't that great. I mean, they traded their best two pass rushers. So I don't, I don't think they're going to get a ton of pressure on Tommy DeVito. Um, I don't think Tommy DeVito is going to do much with it because he's not an NFL quarterback, even though he's playing for the giants right now. But I, I think nine and a half is, is definitely doable to, uh, to cover for the giants because I think this defense, even though they've had a couple rough games, um, I mean, they're, they're being asked to be on the field the whole time. So it's not really advantageous to them, but I, I think, I think if you want to, you want to make a little money this weekend, I, I might advise taking the giants with that nine and a half. Um, I just hope this isn't a game where they stumble into a win because like we said, we, we need one of those top two picks and knowing Washington and the history with them, I, I could see it happening, but this team is just so void of talent, especially on offense, that I, I don't think they'll come away with a win. But I think this will be one of those manageable games for the rest of the season where you'll say, okay, we're not getting you know blown out by three touchdowns. So that's it, it, it sucks. It, it, it definitely loser talk to even say that, but to even be within 10 points um, is a win for the Giants at this point down the stretch. By the way, Last week, I did say the Giants would lose. I said 49 to 6. So I had the points right. I just noticed that you went 33 points. Uh, you were a little more optimistic. So, yeah. Uh, God, 
What? What? Give me a score on this one. What are you thinking? Ugly. Something um, silly. Twelve six. Yeah. That's... The NFL. I got to tell you, Sean. Week to week, the NFL's been. There's not been a ton of scoring, and I no. feel like I've seen. I've seen twenty one seventeen. I feel like that is like a pretty consistent score around the league every week. Yeah, score. Uh, scoring's been down this uh, year. I think the most in like 20 years. So it's, it's definitely been a weird year uh, in terms of that, but yeah, this is going to be an ugly score. Um, something that just doesn't make sense. I'd, I think Washington's offense is pretty good. Um, and I think the giants defense will be on the field for the majority. So I, I'd probably say, you can see like a 19, 19 to 12. So the giants cover weird score, but they end up losing. Nice. That's, Something weird like that's going to happen. So, I, yeah, I like that, actually. All right. I like that, too. Uh, Baltimore uh, did beat Cincinnati 34-20 on Thursday night football. The big news there was that not only uh, was there a Joe Burrow injury pregame, there was a, a Joe Burrow injury midgame, and he's out for the season now. And uh, anybody that's got Joe Burrow on your fantasy team, you're in trouble. Uh, you know that. And that team's done. Cincinnati's done. It's over. Yeah, um, you can you can put a wrap on it, put a bow on it for um, them. It's I mean Joe Burrow is an elite quarterback in this league, um, top five quarterback. So once once you get something like that to the team. It, I mean, it's going to drive you down, especially the fact that they're at five and five right now. They play in the best division in the league. Um, getting that number seven AFC seed is not going to be easy for any team. So um, I think they'll still be somewhat competitive in games because their defense is, is still pretty solid and they have, uh, you know, good skill players, but I just don't think Jake Browning is going to be the guy uh, that will, you know, take you to that seven seed in the AFC. So it sucks to see. Um, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. Um, so yeah, it sucks for them, and, and I don't think they're going anywhere. Um, I think they just call it call the season, um, try and get a decent draft pick. Um, yeah, it's it's done for them. I've got Joe Mixon in my dynasty league, and he put up some serious points when Burrow went down, and I expect that to sort of be the case going forward. So they're they're going to have to lean yeah. on him, especially if if T Higgins yeah, is are. still out. It's all right, let's talk about the real games. Uh, Pittsburgh travels to Cleveland. It's a 1 o'clock game on CBS. Pittsburgh's offense is so bizarre. The fans the fans are so miserable in Pittsburgh, even though this team wins. I, I, I don't understand it. There's this thing about Matt Canada being the worst offensive coordinator in the league. Cleveland also dealing with some issues. Maybe a, a positive for them almost. Deshaun Watson also done for the year. We just found out. Does does Cleveland have enough at home to hold off Pittsburgh's oddly sputtering offense, which saw Deontay Johnson come back last week, and all that did was take all the targets away from Pickens. So didn't help. Yeah, the uh, this Steelers team is so odd. Um, they've been outgained in every game, and they are still have a winning record. Uh, it doesn't make any sense at all. But I, I think that continues here this week, um, especially with Cleveland going with DTR, the rookie quarterback, who in his first start 
did not look good at all. And I don't think that's going to change, especially with guys like TJ Watt and uh, Alex Highsmith uh, pressuring you all day. So, I, and, but Cleveland's defense will keep them in this game. Like you said, uh, the Steelers offense uh, just has not found a rhythm at all this year. So I think it will be a pretty low scoring game, but I think that Pittsburgh finds a way to run, win on the road. Um, probably like a seven, 17 to 13, something like that. Um, I think Cleveland's defense will keep them in because they're really good, but Pittsburgh is going to find a way again. I like it. Yeah, I got Pittsburgh 16 to 10. That feels right. All right, Chicago at Detroit. This is the 1 o'clock game on Fox. Chicago's a disaster, has been for some time. You, you assume they're going to be moving off of Josh Fields as maybe soon as this next draft. Meanwhile, Detroit having this dream season. Dan Campbell, the right coach. Jared Goff's been the right quarterback. Everything, they've done some weird things at running back, and it's all worked out for Detroit somehow, some way, something I don't think I've ever uttered in my lifetime. Uh, but I think Detroit wins big here over Chicago. I'll go 31-12. I'm with you. I, I think Lions blow them out. Um, the Bears defense has been a little bit better lately, uh, especially with the addition of Montez Sweat. But Justin Fields coming back, I think he'll probably be a little bit rusty. Um, and even even with that, I mean, the Bears' offense is not good. So Lions, uh, they'll beat up on another bad team. Go ahead and get another win. Um, trying to you know lock up that division pretty early in December. I, I yeah, I think it's a blowout too. I'll probably say thirty-one to thirty-one fourteen. I don't think Chicago scoring a lot of points, and I think uh, Lions will get a big win here in the division. I like it. All right, uh, Los Angeles goes to Green Bay, 1 o'clock game on Fox. Green Bay's been uh, a disaster. Another team that I think has really got to be questioning their quarterback situation. Jordan Love looked good pretty early on in the season, has not played great of late. Los Angeles, very happy with their quarterback, but this is a guy who just week in and week out doesn't get it done enough that they win games and you know week in and week out we blame their coach and their gm and the defense and the it's everybody but but justin herbert uh i think this week i i i feel like he puts up some some good numbers uh and and he takes la to a win at lambeau I will go 34 to 24 over Green Bay. Well, obviously you're going to pick the Chargers when your favorite quarterback is on the team. <laughs> That's your guy, Joe. Um, yeah, the Packers have been upsetting, though. Um, they're really young on offense, so it, it's kind of tough. This, I mean, I know Jordan Love has been there for a couple years now, but his first full season starting, uh, all their receivers are in their second year or younger, um, so they have a lot of youth. And their defense has not – their defense has not been, um, you know, what, what they should be, especially with all the money that they put into that. But with that being said, the Chargers just find weird ways to lose these games. So I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Packers here at Lambeau. Um, oh! Only reason is, I mean, tough to play at Lambeau. You know, it's been – Fair. It's been, been put out there. And then uh, the Chargers, like I said, they, they have so much talent. Every year, year in, year in, year in, year out, but they just find ways to lose these games and upset their fan base. So, 
I think it will be relatively close. I actually see a, a good amount of points in this game. I'll probably go 28-24. Uh, I think the Packers hold them off uh, late, and I think they get another win under Jordan Love's belt. I love it. All right. Uh, Las Vegas visits Miami. One o'clock game on CBS. Miami's rolling. Vegas is another in another bad spot. I mean, every year it seems like uh, these poor Raiders can't get it together. I'm going to go with Miami in this one. I'll say 48 to 13 feels about right. Miami's healthy. Jaden Waddle's back. Uh, uh, Arcane comes back this week. I feel like Miami, Mozart, uh, Tyree Kill, there's so many weapons on this team. They'll get to the end zone quite often against LA or LV. There you go. Uh, yeah, the Antio uh, Antonio Pierce story uh, was cool through two weeks. Um, you know, nice to see an interim coach going there, especially when he's a former giant, but. Uh, they're running into a buzzsaw this week. They they got to play against Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito, so tough to lose two of those games. Uh, but, yeah, it, it ends this week. Um, the Dolphins beat up on bad teams. They can't really beat the good teams, but they will beat up on the bad teams. So I agree. I, I think they blow them out here at home. I'll go 42-16. to 16. Uh, I think this one's going to get pretty ugly uh, very quickly, uh, especially, like you said, with Devon Achan coming back. That's just a new – uh, another element to this Miami offense that we saw when he was healthy. Um, they're just almost impossible to guard with all that speed in the field. So uh, Vegas isn't going to be able to keep up. Um, and this one's going to get pretty ugly, I would say. Yeah, their ability to break off big plays uh, has been phenomenal all season. All right, Dallas goes to Carolina, 1 o'clock game on Fox. A game you'd like to see Carolina win. Uh, doesn't seem very likely, not the way Dallas has been playing. Dax looked great over the past few weeks, which I'm sure our boy Sander is absolutely loving uh, and constantly reminds us about. That said, uh, Dallas, I'll I'll say, takes Carolina out here pretty hard, like a 35-14. Yeah, this one's another stinker. Um, Panthers, I, they might move off of Frank Reich after one year. This offense has not looked good. He, he gave up play calling, um, then he took it back. So that's that's usually a sign that it's probably uh, going to be coming to an end pretty soon. Bryce Young has not looked great. Um, he doesn't really have anyone to throw to, and their, their line has not been good. And Dallas's defense is just going to take advantage of him, especially with that pass rush. Um, it, it's not going to be pretty. This one, it's going to be another blow. I'll say Dallas 42 to Carolina 10. Maybe uh, they might get to double yeah. digits. It'll be tough though. That feels right. Uh, Tennessee travels to Jacksonville one o'clock game on CBS. Jacksonville has been an, an odd team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence at times has looked great this year. Earlier in the year, looked like he was kind of putting it all together. Hasn't been too great of late Tennessee. Unfortunately, uh, can't really seem to get things going. Uh, I know people are excited uh, about Will Levi, but uh, I feel like Jacksonville here at home uh, takes this one 20 to 13. Mm. Yeah, I feel like AFC South games are always close. It doesn't matter how good or bad our team is. Um, I, I feel like they usually play each other pretty tough. And yeah, like you said, Will Levis, um, 
came out blazing in that first start, throwing for four touchdowns, um, kind of has regressed since then. And uh, this Jaguars defense has been playing, you know, pretty well all year long. A lot of people thought that it would be the offense carrying this team, um, but they, you know, they've been fine. But I, I think the defense has, mm-hmm. um, you know, outperformed their expectations. And I think after getting the crap kicked out of them by the Niners, I, I think Jacksonville will bounce back. Um, but I do think it will be relatively close. I, I'd probably say 23 to 13. I say Jacksonville probably pulls away late uh, in the fourth quarter. All right. I like it. Uh, Arizona at Houston, one o'clock game. Kyler Murray came back last week, pulled out a victory. Uh, you got to feel good for him. Meanwhile, CJ Stroud continues to be such an impressive story out of Houston. Caroline has got to maybe be thinking, is that was our scouting department right on this? Maybe time will, will bear things up, but this kid's been off to maybe the third best start of a rookie quarterback in history. I like the, where Houston's at. I think they're in a good position here at home. Uh, I think this will be a fun game. I think they pull it out. I'm going to go 31 to 26. I like it. Um, yeah, if you were to look at this game uh, before the season, you would say, oh, God, this is nobody wants to watch this. But now it's probably one of the better games of the week, uh, especially with Kyler Murray coming back, looking really good last week. The Texans have probably been the biggest surprise so far this season especially with the way C.J. Stroud has been playing. That defense has also been playing, been playing pretty well, too. So I think this is a pretty close game. I think Kyler Murray keeps him in it. But I, I do think that C.J. Stroud, um, just his clutch ability, we saw it two weeks ago against the Bucs, um, not getting phased at all, even as being a rookie. I, I think he's going to win this game late. So I expect a lot of points out of this one, too. I'll go ahead and say 37-34. to 34. I think that Texans get a late field goal, but uh, I expect a lot of points out of this one. Should be – should be a fun watch. Sean, we both mentioned CJ Trout. You you really uh, talked about their defense. Will Anderson, by the way, the number three pick who they grabbed right after they got CJ Stroud's been phenomenal this year, too. You look at some of the teams that have had a couple of first round picks, haven't necessarily picked all the right people. The Giants a couple of years ago had that same situation. The, this team in two picks basically turned their offense and defense like to another level. You don't see that a lot. Definitely not. And it's um, it's it's definitely on this front office that they, they've done a great job. Scouting department, too. Um, it looks like, you know, it was a disaster after the Deshaun Watson situation, but they got a lot of assets back for him. Um, and they were never going to win a Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson. So to be able to get those many assets back, um, there are. They didn't have to trade up um, this year to go get uh, CJ Stroud because Bryce Young got taken first, and then they make that move for Will Anderson. And then D'Amico Ryans, is uh, he has to be one of the favorites for Coach of the Year right now to be able to turn this franchise who over the last two or three years has been at the you know the very bottom of the NFL. Uh, to make this turnaround is super impressive, and I don't think this is just a, a fluke either. I, I think that they're going to be here for a while, especially uh, with CJ Stroud. I'm sure that they have a lot of cap money. They don't have a lot of players that are, you know, taking up a lot of money. So I, I think they could definitely win their CJ Stroud on his rookie contract. Um, and they might have a chance to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure right now they're the seven seed and the way that this team's been playing, I, I, it wouldn't shock me at all uh, if they sneak their way into the playoffs. Yeah. Been a pretty exciting season so far and a rejuvenation in Houston. Now Tampa Bay goes to San Francisco four o'clock game on Fox. Tampa. Is oddly competitive week in and week out. Baker Mayfield's 
I, I think fighting for his career at this point. San Francisco got things kind of back on track. Uh, Dabo Samuel came back. Purdy played a lot better. When Purdy's got all the weapons, he's pretty, pretty good. Uh, when he's got some guys banged up, not so good. Defense, obviously, still top caliber. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to struggle in this one as they tend to, I do think they'll pull it out late. I'm going to say San Francisco 21, Tampa Bay 18. Hmm. All right. I think that San Fran's going to carry the, uh, the momentum that they had last week in that win against the Jags and uh, just, you know, carried over to this game against the Bucks. I don't think the Bucks are really that good. They, they have been, you know, somewhat competitive. I'll give them that. Their defense um, still has some core players from that Super Bowl run a couple years ago, but, uh, Baker's not the guy, like you said, he's definitely, you know, battling for, uh, keeping that starting job in the NFL. I think he could be a backup for a couple more years after this, but I, I think at this point it's proven that, uh, his, his NFL career is not going too much longer, but yeah, once, once you have Trent Williams back for the Niners, uh, the best left tackle in the league, Debo Samuel, uh, one of the most versatile pieces, uh, in the league on offense, it's a whole different offense. And you can see that, like you said, Brock Purdy looks like a different quarterback. So I just, I just don't think the Bucs are that good. I think the Niners at full health are definitely in that elite tier in the NFL. So, And especially at home, I think they win this one big. I'll probably say 31 to 16 sounds right to me. Something something like that. I could see that, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Jets go to Buffalo 425 on CBS. The Jets... It, it's it, I've watched so many Jets games this year for no reason. I don't know why I do it to myself. Maybe I just want to see if I could watch worse football than the Giants. Mm-hmm. That defense is so good. When he's throwing the ball to Garrett Wilson, good things tend to happen. It's a, it's a matter of getting it to him. Uh, shockingly, they cut Michael Carter this week after a player-only meeting. I I, you know... I've seen Michael Carter in big situations. He's he's a great dump guy. He's got good hands. He can make some things happen. It, it was shocking to see them move off of him, but they are pretty loaded at that running back spot. It would be nice to see Dalvin Cook get some freaking carries. Meanwhile, Buffalo, goodness gracious, just lost a terrible game to Denver. We're not quite sure what's going on with Buffalo. I thought last year when they blew it, I said the dynasty was over. And at five and five, man, it it seems more and more, Shawnee, like that window may have really shut on Buffalo. There's so many good teams right now in the AFC, and they're not playing well. It's not to say they can't turn it around. I do think they'll win this game. I don't think it'll be... I think it'll be a, a very competitive game. Uh, I think, unfortunately, the Jets probably won't be able to score enough points. It's why I'm going to take the Jet. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills, mind you, uh, nineteen to thirteen in this game. Mm. You're giving the Jets thirteen points. I am. The defense will score. <laughs> yeah, probably a scoop of <laughs> for Williams. That's yeah. the only chance. But That's I mean, about yeah. it. You said it. It's just been a disaster for the Bills this year. Um, it, it does look like that window has closed. And Josh Allen, obviously, still very young, but just these turnovers are killing this team. It's they're 
that's pretty much the single uh, single handedly the reason they lost on Monday night to the Broncos and they still had a chance to win at the end. Um, but the turnovers are killing them. Um, the defense has, you know, lost a lot of players to injuries and it, it just does not look pretty. Uh, they're sitting outside looking in right now in the playoff picture. So, and the Jets always have had Josh Allen's number. We saw in week one, even when Aaron Rodgers went down, um, Josh Allen couldn't, you know, take advantage of that, couldn't win that game. And I feel nasty doing this. I, I picked the Jets to win last week too, um, and they lost to the Raiders. But one of these times, it's got to be right. And they do have Buffalo's number. So I don't feel great doing it, but I'm going to go with the Jets. Um, I just think the, I think the Buffalo Bills are uh, tumbling right now. I think that they're, you know, scrambling for answers, especially after firing their offensive coordinator. And I just don't think it gets anywhere better here. So I think the Jets defense comes out to play, has a hell of a game. And I think that the Jets will win 13 to seven. This is going to be an ugly one. And I think the Jets uh, get another W on the board. This would be a disastrous loss for Buffalo, especially uh, you mentioned they lost the opening game, a game they uh, inexcusable that that uh, the Jets were even in that one. Then they won it on a what was a late punt return, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I like that, though. You never know. This NFL season has been so weird. Uh, Seattle and L.A. playing 425. Uh, that's a CBS game. Um, I'm confused because I thought LA was playing green Bay. Uh, the, is this the Rams. Rams? This is the Rams. That's why. Okay. Too many. LA teams, uh, I forget. Man. I, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse my brain fart there. Yeah. I forgot. There are two LA teams. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Rams have been playing a lot better since Cooper Cup came back. Uh, Seattle is not that great. They're a good team. They do find ways to uh, – I'm going to just do it. I'm going to just say the Rams, I think, win this game. I'm going to go 24-19. to 19. Yeah, you can tell by the way you started that that you wanted to do it, and I'm glad you did. Yeah, but- thank you. I, they, I mean, the Rams beat them in week one in Seattle, um, which was which was pretty shocking. But And I agree with your assessment on Seattle. I think that um, they're a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. So I, I think that they go into L.A. this week and win the game. Um, I think that Geno Smith has uh, looked pretty good the last couple of weeks. That This receiving core is one of the best in the league, and this defense does enough to, to keep them in games. And it's Matthew Stafford's first game back from injury. I don't know how great he'll look, um, especially him being, you know, a lot older now coming off injury. So I, I think it'll be pretty competitive game, but I, I think that the Seahawks are going to pull this one out. I'd probably say 28 to uh, 20. Uh, I think it'll be relatively close, but I, I think Seattle's just better than L.A. and uh, they'll, get, they'll get this one on the road. All right. Good, good, good. Uh, Minnesota and Denver. Uh, man, Minnesota, it looked like it was all over. <laughs> For these guys, and then uh, Joshua Dobbs showed up. Meanwhile, Denver uh, got off to a bad start after a bad season. Everybody kind of thought they were done. Huge win last week. I'm going to take Minnesota though. I just feel like Minnesota's clicking on on all the right cylinders. I think they win this one, 31 to 24 at Denver. I like that. I, I think the Josh Dobbs magic um, is going to you know, keep rolling into this one. Like you said, um, Minnesota just 
find ways to, you know, reel off these wins. And I, what if they won five, five or six in a row now? It's been super impressive. And you thought after Kirk Cousins went down, especially with Justin Jefferson being out with injury, you, you thought it was done for the season. But they, they found ways to win these games. And uh, Denver, Denver too, um, has looked pretty impressive the last couple of weeks. Russell Wilson has found himself kind of getting to a, in a groove. Um, this defense has looked a lot better. Um, but I'm going to go with you with this uh, in this one. I think Minnesota gets this one on the road. Um, I think it'll be pretty close. I'll probably say 24-23. I think it's a one-point game. And it, this is another one. If if you were to look at this game a couple weeks ago, you're like, oh, God, they got to flex this one out of Sunday night. But now this might be one of the better games of the week, and uh, I think it will be pretty entertaining. But Josh Dobbs uh, and, and his alopecia is going to keep it going in Denver. <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited for that game. Uh, the Monday night game very well could be Super Bowl preview. The Kelsey brothers currently have the number one song on iTunes, thanks to Taylor Swift. Who, Sean, before we get into the game, yeah, let's talk I about think it's picks. fair to say, it's fair to say at this point that Taylor Swift has put a guy who was on the map on the map and his brother, too. Again, pretty well-known guys, very successful football players, beloved in the cities that they play in. A great story, the whole thing with their mom last year, the Super Bowl. These two guys are 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 blowing up in a huge way because of Taylor Swift. Yeah, these two no-names, uh, if it weren't for Taylor Swift, <laughs> who, who would know about these guys? You know what I mean? But uh, it's, I mean, Sean, yeah, Taylor Swift. John. John, I, until that it. song went to number one, that's what I had to say. Like, all right, Taylor Swift, there's they got a song number one on the iTunes charts. That's the Taylor Swift effect. Gotta be. Their their podcast is at the top of the charts too right now. It's it's that Taylor Swift bump, and uh, I know that Roger Goodell is loving uh, all those Swifties uh, bringing in extra money, extra revenue for him watching these games that uh, otherwise they would have no chance of watching. So yeah, it's Taylor Swift. Thank you for. Uh, I, I should say thank you. Um, Roger Goodell would be saying thank you because he's brought in all this extra money, which we know uh, old Roger loves. And yeah, Taylor Swift. What what would football be without Taylor Swift? You know, sometimes you got to ask the important questions here. It's yeah. Look what she's done for this this beautiful game that we love. I feel like this year's Super Bowl. I feel like people are going to get together. They're going to throw parties. It's going to be wild. Imagine that. Like make a big day of the Super Bowl. Lots of people will tune in. Record numbers, even. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's you. You said it. I mean, the Super Bowl usually, you know, not an eventful day. Not a lot of parties going on. Um, not a lot of people tuning in. But now that Taylor Swift's around, you better watch out for these TV party times. Give me the best of all time. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this game. Like I said, this very. I mean, this was last year's Super Bowl. This very well could be this year's Super Bowl. Um. I, I've been saying to you when you and I have disagreed on this about how good Kansas City's defense is, and I told you last week, I I, I forget, uh, DJ, not DJ Metcalf, not the player. Um, who's the who's the broadcaster, Metcalf? Eric Metcalf. Myron, Myron Metcalf. Myron Metcalf. Thank you. Yeah, Myron Metcalf said, uh, and I and I this I thought really hit it. He said their defense isn't great. It's an opportunistic scoring defense. They've come up with big plays. 
You don't think they're great, but they play pretty great in big moments. And I think that's really, I think the difference in, in what you and I are, are, are trying to get at with this team. I don't think this defense is great. It gets the job done and it finds a way to come up big in big spots. And to me, that's what a championship caliber defense does when your offense is really great. That said, their offense isn't great. I think Philadelphia's offense is great. I think Jalen Hurts is he's great. That's a great quarterback right there. That that's that's your that's your dual threat guy. That's what all these guys are aspiring to be right now. I think he's at the top of his game. I'm going to take Philadelphia to win this game in in Kansas City. It's going to be a, a late field goal, a 26-23 win for the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. Yeah, I, I wish Zay was here to talk about the Eagles. I know uh, he loves to <laughs> talk about how, how fraudulent they are at 8-1 uh, and one and the best record in the NFL. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think this defense I, – I get what you're saying, that they're opportunistic, but they they just have playmakers everywhere. Their secondary has been phenomenal. Um, they get after the passer with um, Chris Jones and George Karloftis, who's really coming to his own this year. And I, I think that they're going to find a way to pull this one out. Um, I know the Chiefs offense has not looked great, but they do have the best player in the NFL in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, even if his receivers are dropping the ball a lot or they're not getting a lot of separation, um, Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way because he is, like I said, not just the best quarterback in the league. He's the best player in this league. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a classic. It, it's the best game of the week. Um, it's going to be a really fun one on Monday night. Obviously, the Super Bowl rematch, the two brothers, Taylor Swift, you name it. Uh, it's going to be a good one. But I, I do think the Chiefs pull it out. I think it is going to be a very close game. I'd, I'd probably say 23-20. I agree with you that it's a field goal game, but Arrowhead, it's, it is not silent in that stadium. Tough they, place they to play. It, yeah, and I know Philly is used to, used to crazy fans as well, but um, I think Arrowhead um, is, is a different animal. And I think Patrick Mahomes finds a way in this game to win, and I think the, the Chiefs defense does enough to uh, give the Eagles their second loss on the season. Sean, I don't know if you factored this in. There's there was some controversy this week that came out. Apparently, some years ago, Brittany Mahomes mm. sent out some mean tweets about Taylor Swift. And we know oh, no. Taylor Swift does not let things go, generally speaking. No. Could this cause some friction between Mahomes and Kelsey? Could this become an issue for this team, or it, 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 can they overcome this somehow? Could could Taylor Swift bring this team down, or does she smile through it and help this team win a Super Bowl? Uh, I'm glad you're asking the great questions here, Joe. I, you know, it's great journalism by you uh, bringing bringing these tweets to the forefront. <laughs> Um, this has yeah. to be addressed. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I don't know how that those uh, those tweets slipped under my thumb. That's. I, I thought I was on top of <laughs> pretty well home drama here, but I, I guess not. Uh, but <laughs> I think something that's that's stronger uh, stronger than the Swifties is is Andy Reid and and keeping this locker room together. Big Red. I think that um, that that'd be a pretty good battle. Uh, Andy Reid going to get going up against the Swifties. Uh, if anything ever happened, if, if Kelsey and Mahomes had a beef, I think Andy Reid would be able to uh, put his foot down and get them right ba uh, back on the right track. 
So it's yeah, a lot of drama going on with uh with Kansas City. You know, Taylor Swift. You you don't know with that one. You just don't know what's going to happen next. So I think the Chiefs will be fine, but it's something to keep in mind. If they lose, we'll we'll have to we'll have to open this debate back up and figure out. Yeah just how much that might have had to do with this. If, if they lose, just run this clip back and, and post it all over the social media. <laughs> we had it first. It'll go viral. It'll totally go viral. All right. Uh, that is going to do it for this week's show. Make sure you give us uh, a follow. We are on all the social media apps. You can also download the audio version of this podcast, iTunes, Spotify. We're on uh, whatever platform you're on. We're on all of them. Uh, make sure you subscribe YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, the or or now known as X. Nice job getting another spaceship blown up, by the way. And uh, clubcrestmedia.com backslash join about the G Men to get all the latest on the New York football giants. Unfortunately, uh, Zay has been partying with his mother for days now, it seems like. Not a bender. Uh, so. Big shout out to uh, Mama Groves. We'll be back here next week. Zay will be here as well. From a boy, Sean Scanlon, I'm Joe McGuire. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of John About the G-Men. 